السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغم وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداة وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We ask Allah عز وجل on this blessed day of Friday to better us and better our affairs to forgive us and to use us for goodness and to make us agents for change and to better the condition of the ummah of Muhammad in the East and West to alleviate the pain and difficulties of our brothers and sisters in Palestine and Gaza and in other parts of the Muslim world we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to unite the Ummah of Muhammad upon goodness and upon benevolence and to give charge of our affairs to the best of us not the worst of us and to bless us to see real lasting change goodness develop for the Ummah of Muhammad during our lifetimes Allahumma ameen Allahumma ameen and we also ask Allah Azza wa Jal on this first Friday in 2024 that He plans and prepares 
for us, the Ummah of Al-Habib وسلم, with his magnificent Qudra and Qadr, something that removes oppression and establishes justice in the land. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Brothers and sisters, this is the first Friday in 2024. And in our Hijri calendar, we're about halfway through the year in Jumad al-Akhir or Jumad al-Thani. And for the believer, these or the reality of time is always a critical point of reflection. Time is created by Allah. Allah is Rabbul Zaman, Khaliqul Zaman. Time reminds every person who perceives himself as powerful of his dependence, of his need. Time does away with any notion of grandeur because kulluman alayha fan. No one can ever outlast time except the creator of time, Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And we learn this very beautifully from the life of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, during his lifetime had different camels. One of these camels was named Al-Adba. And it was a very fast camel. And whenever it would race against another camel, it would always defeat it. The hadith mentions, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ناقة تسمى العضباء لا تسبق. Then a Bedouin Arab came with a faster camel and defeated it. فجاء عربي على قعود فسبقها and the reaction, as the hadith mentions, is that the companions felt pain, saddened, that the camel of the Prophet ﷺ was defeated because for them it was a point of pride. It's linked with the Prophet ﷺ and it was always winning. And they saw this as from the goodness and the greatness of the Prophet ﷺ. فشق ذلك على المسلمين على المسلمين حتى عرفه حتى عرف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هذا الأمر فقال Look at these beautiful words of wisdom that the Prophet ﷺ guides the Ummah by. It is a right upon Allah that nothing will rise, elevate, come to power, come to esteem, prestige, greatness. Nothing will come to power except that Allah will cause it to experience demise. It'll wane. It'll go away. It'll dissipate. It's a reality of dunya. This dunya is daimat التغير والتقلب always changing. Even in those last days, in this past week, last days of 2023, first days of 2024. A lot of things to reflect on in our community. Last days, we buried two brothers olden age, who were very committed to the masjid and being around the masjid. And we also, then the first days of 2024, buried a very young boy, younger than the age of 10, in this past week in the masjid. And we also saw someone still in his prime, an imam, a leader of a community, Imam Hassan Sharif, from Newark. We also heard of him getting shot as he was leaving Salat al-Fajr. And all throughout, in the beginning of this week and the end of this week, 
Many people were experiencing different life experiences with their marriages, ketbiktabs. Many of them in the end of 2023 and the beginning of 2024 in our masjid. Teaches us about some of the realities of dunya. This dunya will continue to pass until the last day comes. When's the last day? That's one of the names of the day of judgment. One of the names, official names in the Quran for the day of judgment is Al-Yawmul Akhir. Why? Why is it called Al-Yawmul Akhir? They say, It's the last of affairs connected to this dunya and whatever happens in it. The day of judgment with its hisab and its jaza and nashr al-suhuf and al-mizan and al-sirat, all of the functions of the day of judgment are a reflection of choices during our dunya. It is the last day because after that, time doesn't matter anymore. In Jannah, is there any merit for keeping track of time, days, weeks, months, years? No, it's eternal. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا abada. And the same thing for the reality of hellfire. It is al-yawm al-akhir because after that, time has no value. Time has no value in al-dar al-akhirah. And when we think about this, brothers and sisters, when we think about our mortality, when we think about us experiencing our demise, our wane, uh, or, or waning, or things ending in this dunya, it actually leads us to a unique characteristic of strength for the ummah. And we've been reflecting for months now on masadir al-quwwah li ummat Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the sources of strength for this ummah. What is Allah embedded in our deen that causes it Revival, whenever rust comes about, weakness comes about. Last week we spoke about one of the features of this, of being an ummah that's committed to principles and how the Prophet ﷺ, because of his commitment to principles, always had a disposition of strength and power. Even when on the outside it seemed like he was at a disadvantage and weak, when he left Ta'if and when, when he was under the threat of execution and when he was committing hijrah, people might think, well, those were points of weakness. They were actually points of strength for Al-Habib wasallam. And the seerah highlights how that was. Yes, that is the disposition of the Ummah of Muhammad wasallam, one that is humbled to be elevated. We're an Ummah that's taught to be humble in its disposition and through that humble humility comes immense power. The sources of strength for the ummah. We've spoken about commitment to principles. We've spoken about service. We've so, spoken about selflessness. We've spe- spoken about detach- detachment, toxic worldly attachments. And we spoke about embracing truth. And how truth is one of Allah's names. He is Al-Haqq, the manifest truth. And truth always dominates falsehood. What other sources of strength we have for the Ummah of Muhammad that we're an Ummah that embraces humble submission in fact that's the source of that's one of the key sources of strength and all of these reflections are taking us back to Gaza and what's happening in Gaza because our belief and our hope is that what happened in Gaza was a turning point is a doorway to real change for us to really reflect how can we contribute to developing the generation of Salah al-Din that liberated Jerusalem and Bayt al-Maqdis. We truly believe that there are fundamentals within us 
that if we were to live by them and embrace them, we're going to find that our lives are going to come fundamentally, completely change. In fact, our deen teaches us that true weakness is having delusions of grandeur, of thinking you're independent, when in, in fact we're always utterly dependent on Allah Azza wa Jal. Someone, brothers and sisters, when we look at Gaza, one of the reasons why they appear so strong is because they've embraced their hopelessness and helplessness before Allah Azza wa Jal. They realize that they need Allah. They were forced to realize this because all doors were closed. One door remains. Will you turn to it? The door of Allah Azza wa Jal. This gave them strength that inspired many people. Brothers and sisters, yes, true strength is in embracing my reality because my full struggle with the shaitan is one of perception. Wallahi, it's one of perception. Uh, this is fissamim at the core, the crux of our struggle against the shaitan. Mihwar. Hadha niza' baynana wa bayna shaitan shaitan huwa mihwar at-tasawurat. It is all about tasawurat. It's all about the perceptions. It's all about how I perceive things and what I believe to be reality. And after perceptions, everything else is an after effect. In fact, what's happening on the outside is on the verge of not mattering. Depending on what your perception is and your disposition is on the inside. It's on the verge of not mattering. What's the proof of this? You find people in the best of life circumstances, yet they're utterly crippled. As we said last week, you will find people in the most posh areas of this world and the biggest mansions of this world wishing they had the hope of those people who are on the floors and streets and plastic tents of Gaza. That's reality. That, that, that's, it spells out reality in such a clear way. To someone shut off, from spirituality, this seems counterintuitive. What do you mean? I'm going to get stronger when I feel like I'm weak? Yeah! Because when I think I'm strong, I'm being delusional. Because life comes my way and teaches me a big lesson, wakes me up. Hey, don't think you're as strong as you really are. Look at what the Prophet ﷺ was taught. You find, you find the Prophet ﷺ in all of his situations in life, never was taught to have this attitude that it's in my hands and I'm the one who's going to figure this all out. It's me, myself, and I. And I'm going to make the decisions. And, you know, sometimes people, this is, if you want to know if someone's about to go through a whole lot of horrible things in their life, one of the biggest signs of that is them approaching their lives with a very self, self-righteous, false sense of confidence and saying, I don't need people to advise me. I got it figured out. I know what I need. Yeah, 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 no, no, it's, it's okay, I, I, I'm good, I'm good, I know what I need, I'm strong, I'm capable. Whereas the Prophet ﷺ was told, Even with Muhammad ﷺ being the head of state, in the, the, in the, garnishing the power that he garnished, he was told, It's not your choice, be patient for the choice of your Lord and the judgment of your Lord. You are under our care, under our supervision. 
Allah Azza wa Jal gave the Prophet Sallallahu Put your trust in the ever living, the maintainer of all affairs, the one who doesn't die. Really, brothers and sisters, this is a source of strength for the Ummah. Whenever I rely on me, myself, and I, and I'm going to get this done, that's when ruin comes my way. And you find that there's, there's many, many. There's many, many principles in the Qur'an and Sunnah that emphasize this meaning. Look at this beautiful verse. Look at this beautiful verse. It says, مَا يَفْتَحِ اللَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ مِنْ رَحْمَةٍ فَلَا مُمْسِكَ لَهَا وَمَا يُمْسِكْ فَلَا مُرْسِلَ لَهُ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully says, whatever Allah sends upon His creation, from His mercy, no one could withhold it. No one could withhold Allah's mercy. And whatever He withholds, no one could release. Again, this is, this is directing us to a mindset and an attitude. And this attitude is critical to spell out. Look, when we look at life circumstances, I could see death and destruction. I could see ruin. I could see tragedy. I could see trauma. Or I could choose to see something very different. Take a look at this beautiful ayah in the Quran. اعلموا أن الله يحيي الأرض بعد موتها قد بينا لكم الآيات لعلكم تعقلون. Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Know that we give life to the earth after it was lifeless. We've clarified to you the signs so that you may reflect and contemplate when someone looks at." The earth in the dead of winter, no greenery, no life, freezing cold, no vegetation, nothing happening. You could see that or you could see the beginnings of life coming about. Again, the beginnings of life. And Allah He gives life from the lifeless. When you look at Gaza, there are two attitudes that people usually end up having and, having and mo- the, one, the one that's most common is the one that sticks to things as they appear. You could see Gaza and you could see destruction, loss of life. You could imagine how many years it's going to take to rebuild this and how many billions or whatever millions of dollars it's going to take. And you could look at the, the depressing humanitarian crisis. All of this is outwardly true. But it's inwardly false. It's inwardly false. Because of this beautiful... It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of perception. When we go back and trace this back to the life of Al-Habib wasallam, we find the Prophet wasallam through his life teaches us to have this attitude. You know, again, brothers and sisters, this is the most... This is most practical and most relevant to every single thing that's happening in our lives, our personal lives, day to day. Let me try to figure out how to have this lens, the spiritual lens. Maybe perhaps if I start looking at things differently, if I have a different disposition, a more humbling disposition, I will actually be able to get past things I thought I would never get past. Think of this. Look at the Prophet ﷺ after the battle of Uhud. The Muslims, they were beaten, bruised. They were defeated. Their many companions lost their lives. And the kuffar of Quraysh were gloating. And they were prepared to finish off the Prophet and the companions because that's it. They thought, they're broken. There's no way they're going to come back after this loss. So what did they say? We're going to go finish. They sent someone to spread rumor. 
that the kuffar of Quraysh are gathering and they're going to finish off Muhammad Sallallahu and the companions. The Prophet Sallallahu turned to the companions and he called out to them, Who of you will follow me as we go meet our enemy? The Quran says it. الَّذِينَ اسْتَجَابُوا لِلَّهِ وَالرَّسُولِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا أَصَابَهُمُ الْقَرْحِ There's something bigger that I'm committed to. There's something else that's driving me. Again, brothers and sisters, this type of strength, when we're talking about the sources of strength for the ummah, they're not things you put your hands on, right? This type of strength is not strength that you find in the gym. Inshallah, you lift 100 pounds, 200 pounds, or 300 pounds, it doesn't matter. This is not strength you find in the gym. This type of spiritual strength only comes from one source, linking with Allah. Linking with Allah Azza wa Jal. We've seen people who have... All the strength and power you could possibly imagine. Physically, and in terms of their technology and weaponry and, 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 and their military might and their political, political clout and whatever else they have. That's not the type of strength that could defeat this type of strength. Humble submission to Allah Azza wa Jal unlocks a doorway of strength for the Ummah. As the Prophet Sallallahu teaches. The Prophet Sallallahu went with the companions to Hamra al-Asad. And the kuffar of Quraysh were stunned. Who were these people? They were beaten and bruised. They just suffered a major loss. Hamza, the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ, Asadullah, he was killed. And you find them gathering and waiting to face off. The kuffar of Quraysh did not dare go to Hamra al-Asad. Brothers, taqaddamu al-imam. There's brothers at the door. Ifsahu yafsahillahu lakum. Any space you see, any space you see, please fill it. Jazakumullah khair. And it didn't just stop there. After Uhud, Abu Sufyan, who still wasn't a Muslim, he still wasn't a Muslim, he promised to meet the Prophet ﷺ the next year in Badr. What? To make up and avenge for the loss that, to avenge for the loss that they had in Badr before. So the Prophet ﷺ went out to Badr at the appointed time. And again, the kuffar of Quraysh were stunned at the resilience of the Prophet ﷺ. You know, just as the world is stunned, I, in fact, even we as Muslims are stunned at the resilience of the people of Gaza. It doesn't make sense that when you have one of the most powerful militaries among the few hundred countries there are in the world, it doesn't make sense how you have a 25-mile strip remaining utterly resistant against this powerful military that has all of the superpowers of the world supporting it and they can't assert their dominance after months of pummeling Gaza with weapons more than any other place that's ever been in modern history and they're still not able... What is this resilience? Where is it coming from? Again, this doesn't come from physical strength from gyms or from politics or whatever else. This is something that's coming from Samim al-Ruh. It's coming from the depth of the soul. Brothers and sisters, we're not in Gaza. We may never ever go to Gaza. We might not have anyone in Gaza. How does this relate to me and me becoming part of this great change for the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam? Again, brothers and sisters, I'm going to need this in the most critical moments of my existence. This idea of embracing Surrender to Allah to unlock true power. You know when I'm going to need it most? Look at these verses in the Quran. Again, scary verses. Each one of us is going to deal with this. Sooner or later, 
sooner or later. Our beloved Imam, again in his prime, we didn't, I didn't know him, but hearing his story inspires leaving Fajr and getting killed suddenly like that. I don't know when it's going to come for me. You don't know when it's going to come for you. But look at these verses as they're, as they're unfolding. فَلَوْلَا إِذَا بَلَغَتِ الْحُلْقُومِ وَأَنْتُمْ حِينَ إِذٍ تَنْظُرُونَ وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْكُمْ وَلَكِنْ لَا تُبْصِرُونَ فَلَوْلَا إِنْ كُنْتُمْ غَيْرَ مَدِينِينَ تَرْجِعُونَهَا إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He reminds us of the most, power, the most powerless moment of our entire existence. The most powerless moment. When the soul reaches your throat. الحلقوم. At that point, you can't talk to the person next to you anymore. That's it. No more conversations with this person or that person, the doctor, the nurse. Right? Everyone's watching and they're alarmed. What's happening? Is this the end? Do we need to prepare for a janazah now? Who do we need to call? What do we need to do? Allah says, at the end of the if it wasn't that you were utterly dependent then you would be able to bring it back, bring the soul back, if you were truly honest and truthful. Brothers and sisters, I need to break out of what my nefs tries to force me into. This is, the, this is a critical part here. What's the catalyst for aggression? The foundations of oppression. Whenever someone chooses to do something that hurts another human being, exert dominance over someone else with whatever... Um, a certain situation, the words you say, the, the actions you do. Again, there are people who they're, they're, the entire way they operate is with toying with the lives of nations. That's, that's their position. And they have such high power and they, they're drunk on power and the decisions they make are not affecting one person or ten. They're affecting millions of people on end, right? So what's the catalyst for aggression? Again, it goes back to certain fundamentals in the soul. When I lose sight of my transitional reality in this dunya, that no matter how much I grow, I will, I will falter, I will fall. No matter how strong I become, I will experience weakness. No matter how long I live, it will all end. And again, this is not depressing for the moment. This is empowering. We're an ummah that's taught to choose to be ibadul Rahman, ibadullah, ibadul choosing to be from ibadul Rahman. If I don't make that choice, then guess what? I am going to be min ibadillah tiraran. I am going to, by necessity, be humbled by my powerlessness before my Creator. That's tawfiq and that's khudlan. What is the catalyst for aggression? Look at these beautiful words by Imam Ibn Qayyim. He says about tawfiq. Again, what's tawfiq? Tawfiq is divine prosperity. Is Allah tr truly making someone successful. Khudlan is someone being left to their musings. So go ahead, deal with it by yourself. Abandoned. Min hahuna khudila man khudil. وَوُفِّقَ مَنْ وُفِّقَ فَحُجِبَ الْمَخْذُولُ عَنْ حَقِيقَتِهِ وَنَسِيَ نَفْسَهِ فَنَسِيَ فَقْرَهُ وَحَاجَتَهُ وَضَرُورَتَهُ إِلَى رَبِّهِ فَطَغَى 
وعتا فحقت عليه الشقاوة. He beautifully says, Imam Ibn Qayyim, he says from this point of realizing, realizing our utter need of Allah or being deceived by our notions of grandeur, he says this is what causes people to have tawfiq or khudlan. He says this person who's been blocked off and cut off is someone who's forgot, forgotten the reality of his nafs. Forgotten his impoverished state, his utter need. He needs Allah. He depends on Allah. Then what? When he forgets this, what does he do? He transgresses. He lashes out. He oppresses people. He says things and does things that lead to his ruin. This is a reminder for every person or nation in a position of power. Watch out. It won't last. Nothing lasts. And if you don't use it the right way, it'll come back to haunt you tomorrow. This is the disposition of the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam, brothers and sisters. One of great humility, and this humility is actually one of the reasons for greatest strength. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us strength, true strength, in dealing with the difficulties and challenges of our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us agents for change. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen, ud'u'allahu antum muqinuna bil-ijabah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin ashrafil khalqi wa Sayyidil mursaleen. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu attaqullah. Wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghadin. Wa attaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amalun. Amma ba'd. Again, once again, brothers, if you see any space, if there's any space between you and another person, please move up so that people don't have to stand at the door. Ifsahu yafsahillahu lakum. Squeeze together, don't leave gaps between, and inshallah, we'll be finished soon, bi'idhnillah. Alright, this is all good. Yeah, I know I need to be humble. And I know being arrogant or thinking that I don't need Allah, these are bad things. I know that, right? But then how can I drive this point home as being a focal point of change for me, for my family, for the ummah. Here's a question, brothers and sisters. Is there a problem with being in need? The, e the easy answer to this is no, of course not. But the reality of it is people, some people, many people, many people, this thought of feeling needy is something that makes them very apprehensive. They, they, you know, Many people, we're human beings, right? We have emotions. I don't want to open up with anything going on in my life to anyone else. I don't want to do that because I'm a human being. Uh, you, know, I don't, when I, you know, we get emotional wounds. I, I want to isolate. I want to put myself in this nice bubble and I want to block out everyone from seeing anything that's going on inside me. This idea of embracing need is not as easy as it seems. It actually takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of humility and it takes a lot of sincerity. Someone who is able to look at themselves and say, you know what, 
I need to fix X, Y, Z, and I need to be honest with myself about this, this, and that, is someone who is very sincere. This is actually something that the Qur'an urges us to do. My nafs wants me to seal myself off. The Qur'an with its principles forces me to break out of that. Look at this beautiful verse in the Qur'an. وَيَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بِضُرٍ فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا هُ Look at this. End of Surah Yunus. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And if Allah afflicts you with some hardship or difficulty, then you know what? The one who brought it to me is the one who will remove it from me. He's the one. فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا هُ Not my strength, not my ability, not this person or that person or another. And look at this beautiful, refined Quranic expression. I love this verse. If Allah wants goodness for you, He wants His grace for you, then no one could push away His grace. He allows that to come to whoever He decrees from His servants and He's the forgiving, the merciful. Look at this beautiful verse. Ya Allah, wallahi, you'll find this true. You'll find this true. In the entire life of the Prophet ﷺ, this disposition of humility was emphasized. Allah, look at these verses. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet ﷺ, وَاصْبِرْ وَمَا صَبْرُكَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ Be patient. Your patience by Allah. Through Allah. For Allah. Right? Look at the dua that the Prophet ﷺ taught his daughter, Fatima radiallahu anha. Beautiful dua that we should be saying every morning and every night. Ya hayu, ya qayyum. Bi rahmatika astaghith. Aslih li sha'ni kullah. Wala takilni ila nafsi tarfata ayn. Look, this, this attitude in the, in the, in the heart, believer's heart is, Oh, ya hayu, oh ever living. Oh maintainer of everything and everyone. Ya hayu, ya qayyum. Birahmatika astaghith. I'm seeking your rahmah. Better all of my affairs. And guess what? Don't. What's the rest of this dua? This thought of being left to my musings and my own thoughts and my own desires is something that the believers terrified of. Don't leave me to my nafs. Not for a moment. You know what sums this all up? This whole lie. This whole khutbah, all of these concepts and ideas. There's this beautiful hikmah, one of the wisdoms, one of the... Uh, wisdoms of one of the great scholars of the past. His name is Ibn Ata'illah. He said, إِذَا أَرَدْتَ أَنْ يَكُونَ لَكَ عِزٌ لَا يَفْنَاهُ فَلَا تَسْتَعِزَّنَّ بِعِزٍ يَفْنَاهُ He says, if you really want an enduring sense of glory, if you really want honor, if you really, really want to experience a source of power that is otherworldly, then don't make your attachment to anything or anyone that will experience demise. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not about your career. It's not about this friend or that friend or this opportunity or that opportunity. It's not about this situation or another. It's not about the tangible things. As I said in the beginning of this khutbah, what happens on the outside in our lives threatens to be irrelevant when you compare it to the perceptions that we have of what's happening. It's all about perception. 
If the shaitan's able to defeat me in the realm of perceptions and attitudes, then I've truly lost. But if he can't, then that's the true pathway to victory. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us individuals and an ummah that's very, very strong in its values and its understandings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to unlock and wield the great power that has caused the nur of Islam to spread to the far east and west during the time of the Sahaba and the Khulafa, during the time of Sayyidina Umar and Uthman, and later times during the time of Salah al-Din. May Allah allow us to wield the strength that guided them to bring the nur of Islam to every home in the east and in the west. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow that to eliminate within us and through us Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen, Allahumma fillana warhamna, wa'afina wa'afu anna, wa tajawaz an sayyatina, Allahumma fillis saghirina wa kabirina wa dhakarina wa anthana wa shahidina wa ghaibina, Allahumma nahiyyatahu minna fahiyya ala al-eeman, wa man amattahu minna fahmitu ala al-islam, Allahumma jajal khayra amrina akhira wa khayra amalina khawatima, wajjal khayra yamina yawmin al-qaqa fi wa antaradhan anna, ameen, ameen, wa akhirda alhamdulillahi wa akhirda alhamdulillahi أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمني يرحمكم الله um, uh, this will be the last week that we uh, pray Asr as soon as it comes in. If anyone wants to wait until the Adhan of Asr, it's at 2.26, I believe. Uh, you can do that and we'll pray right after Adhan. Jazakumullah khair. Staqimu. Allahu Akbar. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترونها عين اليقين ثم لتسألن يومئذ عن النعيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ala We make dua for our imam, imam Hassan Sharif who as we said was an imam who uh, shot, was shot and killed